So why is it called the eight minute rule and what does it mean? So basically what this means is that in order to build one unit of therapy, you have to provide a minimum of eight minutes of one-on-one therapy underneath that code in order to bill one unit. So like you can't provide four minutes under a self-care code and four minutes under a Therex code. At that point, you just wouldn't be paid at all for your time. You need to bill a minimum of eight minutes under that code in order to bill that unit of therapy. Hi, I'm Clarice Grody, and welcome to the Amplify OT podcast. I'm an occupational therapist by trade and a policy wonk by choice. This podcast is here to help you survive and thrive in the U.S. healthcare system through a better understanding of policy, advocacy, and value-based care. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, it's Clary Scrody, the founder of Amplify OT. And before we get started with today's episode, I want to tell you all about Mastering OT Policy and Medicare. This is a self-paced online course focused on demystifying policy and reimbursement for occupational therapy practitioners that are working in adult rehab. So if that sounds like you, pay attention. This course basically takes everything that I've learned in the last four and a half years, plus additional information, and I put them all into simple, easy to understand videos that you can watch on your lunch break while you're brushing your teeth, maybe while you're finishing up documentation at the end of the day. But it takes all this information that you need to know and puts them into easy to understand videos that are no more than like 10 to 15 minutes long. But there's about five and a half hours of total content. There is the opportunity to earn five and a half hours of CEU content. We have handouts, infographics. The online modules are super easy, so you can access them on your phone, on your computer. Plus, we also have the online community where you can leave comments. So basically, in a few short modules, you'll trade questions and that inaccurate information for a solid and ethical foundation on healthcare policy. So it covers everything from Health Insurance 101, reimbursement in adult rehab settings, as well as advocacy and where to find information. But if you don't believe me, listen to the people who I've talked to who have been taking the course or interested. Take this from Brittany, who said that she frequently finds that many people have conflicting or inaccurate information regarding Medicare rules. Finding specifics is often difficult and unfortunately often causes us as practitioners to rely on what management has to say. And oftentimes we don't feel like we're able to advocate for ourselves. Or from Tiffany, she says she wants to take Mastering OT Policy and Medicare because that way she can provide a patient with correct information about their insurance and how it affects their services instead of always feeling like they have to go to social work or case management. She also wants to gain overall confidence as a practitioner. I am so proud of this course and everything that's in it. I love the feedback that people are sending me. I have a director of rehab, Lauren, who said she's only watched two videos and already feels smarter. So it really does take that information that's complex and that feeling that you're alone in figuring it out and putting it together in a community in a way that's easy to understand. Plus, there is the opportunity to sign up for VIP access, which means for six months, you get access to me through Voxer, a voice messaging app to ask me questions and go through real life scenarios that you're facing as you face them in the clinic. So it's a really great service, but there are only a few spots. So Sign up today for Mastering OT Policy and Medicare, and make sure you sign up before October 14th when the cart closes. Go to amplifyot.com forward slash Medicare to sign up. Again, that's amplifyot.com forward slash Medicare. I also have it linked in the show notes. 
So don't forget, sign up for Mastering OT Policy and Medicare before October 14th if you're ready to trade that feeling of not knowing for being an informed and empowered occupational therapy practitioner. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Today is going to be pretty short and simple as part of my Q&A series. I'm going to be answering questions that I see on social media. And today's is about billing and primarily the eight-minute rule. And the question reads, hey guys, new grad here. No in-depth code discussion before. Can you please enlighten me how to bill timed treatment? What I'm doing now, for instance, is 30 minutes of treatment, billing 20 minutes gate and 10 minutes therac, or 25 minutes, 15 minute gate and 10 minute therax. Am I doing it correctly? How do I apply the eight minute rule? Thank you in advance. I've seen a version of this question a number of times, and I think part of it is because the eight minute rule, it's kind of confusing in the name. I've seen it called both the eight minute rule as well as the 15 minute rule. And so let's kind of discuss what exactly the eight minute rule is. So the eight minute rule is used in regards to timed codes by Medicare. And basically you use the eight minute rule to determine how many units of therapy you can bill underneath a timed code based on the amount of treatment time provided. Now, there are a couple different ways that this is calculated, but we're going to be talking primarily about the one that Medicare uses, which is the eight-minute rule. It's also worth noting that the eight-minute rule is really primarily used in outpatient or anywhere you're billing Medicare Part B. Under Medicare Part A, oftentimes you aren't technically billing in units because it's kind of more of a case mix payment, so they're not reimbursing based on the amount of therapy you provided like they are in Part B. But oftentimes facilities, even if you're billing Part A, will still have you use CPT codes and still have you report minutes under the eight-minute rule because it's easier to keep a standard billing system or a standard way that you're documenting minutes across all payers versus having different ones based on different payers. Because even in those Part A settings, like maybe SNF or Home Health, there are going to be some insurers that still require you to bill in units like Medicare does. So that's why you often will still be billing units even though it may not necessarily be reimbursed in the same way that it is under Part B. So why is it called the eight minute rule and what does it mean? So basically what this means is that in order to build one unit of therapy, you have to provide a minimum of eight minutes of one-on-one therapy underneath that code in order to bill one unit. So like you can't provide four minutes under a self-care code and four minutes under a Therex code At that point, you just wouldn't be paid at all for your time. You need to bill a minimum of eight minutes under that code in order to bill that unit of therapy. And it's important to note here that this applies to timed codes. So those are codes where you can bill multiple units versus untimed codes where you only bill one unit regardless of the amount of time provided under that service. So examples of untimed codes include like your evaluation codes or reevaluation codes where even if you spent 30 minutes or an hour with that patient under the eval code, you're only billing that one unit. Versus time codes, the number of units you can bill depends on the amount of time you spent providing a service that falls underneath that code. When I'm talking codes, I'm usually referring generally to CPT codes, which are owned and copyrighted by the American Medical Association. So you're most likely familiar with self-care, Therac, Therax, Cognition, those sorts of codes. Now here's where things get confusing because you would think if something's called the eight minute rule, it would mean that for eight minutes of treatment, you could bill one unit and then at 16 minutes of treatment, you can bill two, but that's not quite how it works. So this is where the rule sometimes gets starting to be called the 15 minute rule because 
there is a 15 minute gap between when you can bill one unit and when you can bill two. Now, most likely you have a chart telling you how many units you can bill built into your medical record. I also have this chart in my OT billing guide and I go over the eight minute rule in much more detail in the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course. But when we're talking about that 15 minute time, if you do the math, you have to meet a minimum of eight minutes, right, to bill one unit. You can't bill two units until you reach 23 and you can build three units once you reach 38 minutes and four units once you meet 53, so on and so forth. Technically, under Medicare, there's no limit in the number of units you can bill as long as you provided that treatment. But obviously, it's not very common that your treatment times are going to go over like 83 minutes, which would be six units. Now, personally, I have found it easier just to memorize the chart. But the way that Medicare describes it is that you basically would take your total treatment time and divide it by 15. So for example, if you provided 30 minutes of treatment time and divided it by 15, that leaves you as round two, and therefore you can build two units because it falls between the threshold of 23 to 37 minutes of total treatment time, which is two units of therapy. After this quick break, I'll talk about how Medicare says to calculate the eight minute rule and answer this person's question. Are you ready to take your occupational therapy practice to the next level? Then look no further than the Amplify OT membership. You heard that right. Amplify OT has its very own membership program. This membership is designed to help occupational therapy practitioners just like you stay informed about the latest developments in Medicare and advocacy. You will have exclusive access to resources, webinars, the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, Q&A sessions, plus the ability to DM me your questions and get answers fast. But of course, that is not all. As a member, you'll be part of a community of like-minded occupational therapy practitioners who are share their expertise and offer support. So by joining the Amplify OT membership, you'll be able to stay up to date on the latest Medicare regulations and guidelines, learn how to advocate for your patients and your profession, connect with other OT practitioners and students to share your knowledge, and you'll have access to those exclusive resources and webinars so you can reach your full potential as an OT provider. So don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Sign up for the Amplify OT membership today by going to the link in the show notes or amplifyot.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to stay informed and be the change that you want to see in our healthcare system. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by MedBridge, your go-to resource for advancing your occupational therapy career and, of course, getting those necessary CEUs. If you are passionate about staying at the forefront of our field and enhancing your skills, MedBridge is a comprehensive solution. With the MedBridge subscription, you gain access to an extensive library of high-quality live and recorded courses led by industry experts. So stay up to date with the latest advancements in occupational therapy, explore evidence-based practice, and enhance your clinical skills. One reason that I really like and recommend MedBridge is because they have both intervention-based courses and policy and reimbursement-based courses, and that is a rare find in a CEU company. But here's the best part for our OT amplifiers community. If you use the promo code AMPLIFYOT at checkout, you'll unlock an exclusive 40% discount on your MedBridge subscription. Yes, you heard that right, 40% off with the code AMPLIFYOT, that's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-T. This is a fantastic opportunity to save some money, elevate your practice, and support AmplifyOT. 
So don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your professional development and head over to medbridge.com, use the promo code AmplifyOT and enjoy the benefits of MedBridge while also supporting AmplifyOT and all the free resources that we produce here, like this podcast. So again, head to medbridge.com, use the code AmplifyOT at checkout, and we also have the link for you in the show notes. But what if we have 40 minutes of treatment time, right? The math's not as easy. So you divide 40 by 15, you're still going to get two, but there's going to be a remainder. Now, if that remainder of minutes is more than seven minutes, you get to bill another code, which is how we get to the threshold of 38 to 52 minutes for three units. So even though there's like a range of minutes that you can provide underneath those units, technically speaking, if you have seven minutes or fewer left over, you're just not being reimbursed for those minutes. So that's why you may have your employers really emphasizing the importance of watching your time because let's say, you know, you stopped a treatment at 20 minutes. Well, if you had gone to 23, you would have gotten two units of therapy. So basically that time difference between the eight minutes and the 23 minutes, you just didn't get paid for. And if you do that multiple times throughout the day where you're not quite getting over that threshold to bill another unit, then obviously you are essentially not being reimbursed for a large portion of the care that you provided that day. You definitely shouldn't round up your minutes. That's illegal. But you also, you know, shouldn't be providing care that's not necessary. But we also have to keep in mind, you know, there's lots of things that we can do in just three or four minutes, you know, whether it's providing additional education or reviewing a home exercise program one more time, reviewing the goals. There are ways where you can both be time smart, financially smart, as well as providing a high quality care of service to that patient. Now, there are some insurers that use something called substantial portion methodology, but that is a different lesson for a different day. Basically, it doesn't follow this eight-minute rule. It follows, it's where you can bill multiple codes, even if you don't reach those 15-minute thresholds. But again, that is a different topic, but it is covered in my course. So if you're interested in learning more about that, then definitely recommend signing up for Mastering OT Policy in Medicare. So to answer this person's question about how to bill, when they are looking at the example of 25 versus 30 minutes, those both will fall within that range of being between 23 minutes and 37 minutes, meaning no matter what, they can only bill two units of therapy. Now they could absolutely bill it into two different codes. So they could definitely do 20 minutes of gait training. This is a PTA, for example, and 10 minutes of Therax, or they could do for the 25 minute example, 15 minutes of gait and 10 minutes of Therax. What you definitely can't do is, let's say, for example, you had 31 minutes of treatment time. You can't look and say, oh, I have 23 minutes under self-care and eight minutes under Therex. Therefore, I can bill a total of three units because technically that's not following Medicare guidelines. So you can still only bill two units, even if you provided 23 minutes of self-care and eight minutes of Therex because you're still not reaching that 38-minute threshold. Now, in this person's example, they used round numbers, but what is best practice and we encourage individuals to do is be as accurate as possible. Now, I will even admit in my own documentation, I did not keep a stopwatch to keep track of exactly how much time I spent on self-care versus exactly how much time I could bill under Therac, but I had a pretty decent idea and I tried to make a good estimate. So you don't want to always be rounding your numbers, but that being said too, don't work too hard in trying to keep an exact stopwatch kind of time as to exactly when you change under different codes. 
Billing's obviously a fairly complex situation, so definitely make sure you're always going to the source and seeking out accurate information because billing is a legal document, so you don't want to be rounding up, rounding down, doing anything like that because by messing with your billing or not doing correctly, you could be in huge trouble either with false claims or just violating the law and falsely representing what kind of services you provided. If you have any questions like this one, feel free to send them my way and I might just answer it in my next podcast. See you next time. If you made it this far, I want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast. And I hope you're feeling a little more inspired and prepared to amplify your value and the value of occupational therapy. If you found yourself at any point thinking, gosh, I guess policy isn't that dull and boring, then you're definitely going to love how we talk about policy and advocacy in the Amplify OT membership. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up today so you can take an immediate next step towards emerging as a confident clinician. And of course, don't forget to follow the Amplify OT podcast so that way you never miss an episode. And you know, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's the best way to help others find the podcast too. And of course, thank you so much to Jessica Riccio for editing this podcast and for all of you for giving me a reason to record it. You're now officially part of the OT Amplifier community and you are now prepared to go out there and advocate for OT because remember, if we don't advocate for occupational therapy, then who will?